Yo, what is up, chumps? Welcome in to the Fantasy Chumps podcast. Thank you guys for joining in. Today is August the 8th, otherwise known as 29 days until NFL kickoff. We got a little bit of a taste. Fame game, not much. Zach Wilson was impressive, like six for seven, 50 yards, something like that. Good to see that guy back on the field. Uh, I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Leighton and Nate. We're excited to be with you today. We've got a great episode, one of the episodes that we all look forward to the most, and it is our first mock draft episode. So, guys, how are we feeling? Mock draft, ready to go. Might be a little bit rough, but I'm excited. You know, I I didn't think this would get started with a Zach Wilson reference, but... I'm excited. Very excited. I'm also excited. And this is going to be a great exercise for me because you're standing up. I am. That is true. I am going to be exercising (laughs) throughout this podcast, but um, (laughs) it will also be a great exercise because I have not really done any mock uh, mock drafts for like a redraft league. So this is going to be great. I've focused a lot on like some rookie drafts for dynasty and whatnot, but just haven't really done that much mock draft practice. So this will be fun. Especially I haven't done any from the spot where I'm picking from today. So that'll be great. Oh, definitely definitely one of the episodes that we all look forward to the most, I think, especially being the first one. I was talking to one of the Cowboys fans uh, yesterday about uh, – there it is. Uh, <laughs> so I was talking to Blake, and this to me is like – the fantasy sweet spot because you don't have a roster yet. You're so focused on mock drafts. I'm personally focused on Twitter a lot following beat writers and training camp and like getting into the hype of like, you know, the DJ Moore's, the Marquise Brown's like, you know, or like Alvin Kamara on the other side. And mm. I, I don't know somebody else who's falling, but like, to me, I think this is probably the most fun time of the fantasy football season, just because, like there's so many what ifs of like what if Jameer Gibbs turns into a top five running back this year, or like today I don't know if you guys saw the report, but Bijan Robinson is listed third on the running back depth chart in Atlanta on the first <laughs> on the first official release. Just kind of a kind of a weird deal, but uh, sure, yeah, yeah, sure. It's Quit it's just funny. It, they're just trolling. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's funny. He's behind Cordero Patterson and Tyler Algier, but uh, if that makes sense. If he's the number, if he's not the number one running back, and I were Arthur Blank, who owns the team, I would personally walk on the field in the middle of the game. There might be a play going on, and I'd fire Arthur Smith. Ooh. So that won't happen. It's a waste of time. <laughs> you're, you're right. Uh, that that would be interesting, though. On a on a different note, have either of you guys seen Oppenheimer yet? Just by chance? I've not actually. No, I, want I to. haven't. So just a. I, I won't reveal too much. First of all, it's a three-hour movie. It I is. End, I hear the ending is just kind of goes out with a bang. The ending, I I think that was a shot I'm, at I'm humor. So, sorry, that, that was. Sorry. I felt that one coming. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing is, and spoiler alert, but like the only thing is that that happens like halfway through the movie, and then the last half of the movie is like recapping all of the tea that happened throughout like mm. the process of Oppenheimer being like the head of the project. Anyway, it's just, it's interesting, but I will say it's one of those movies that you'd have to watch 10 times and you would still learn something new about the movie. Like the 10th time that you watched it, mm. because there's probably four different timelines that they follow throughout the movie. And it is, it's a hard movie theater watch. So I'm not mm. necessarily discouraging it. It wasn't my favorite movie. It wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. It was still a good movie. But it's three hours long, and you have to follow several different. It's just kind of, it's like you want to pause it, rewind like the last thirty seconds, and be like, okay, is that really what just happened, or am I missing something? So how how does it stack up in comparison to other uh, Christopher Nolan movies? Huh. Not the Dark Knight. 
Yeah. It's hard to compete against some of those. Yeah, I definitely would put it towards the bottom of the list. Like it's still Ooh. good and I don't I don't mean it like any disrespect by that. It's a good movie. Definitely I would never come home and be like, "You know what I want to watch tonight? Oppenheimer." Well, yeah. it's 3 hours. Yeah, it's just it's it's kind of a hard watch. It's still good. It's worth worth seeing, but um yeah, just a I got to go last Saturday uh for my roommate's birthday and it was it was just kind of interesting. Nice. Um, you guys didn't go to Barbie? No, did not. I I'm a that's, anti Barbie that's viewer myself. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, Monday recap. We had a X poll. If we want to of- officially convert over to to X, uh, we had an X poll, and the question was: Which player are you least likely to draft given the current situation they're faced with? The four options. Josh Jacobs, Jonathan Taylor, Brees Hall, and Alvin Kamara. Um, which, ironically enough, the situation for Alvin Kamara changed for like 20 minutes today and then went back to what it normally was. But the results were, it was a tie with Jonathan Taylor and Brees Hall at 30%, which I actually found a little bit surprising. Um, Nate, any opinions on that? Do you... Do you have a different opinion on either of those four guys or are they all too risky? Um, not really. I probably would say, okay, so the 30% is people were like Least fading likely. in the hardest. Okay. Yeah. I, like, I think I was kind of surprised with the Brees Hall pick, honestly. Like, I, I guess I haven't really looked up many updates on, on Brees Hall's injury. Like, I don't know when he's tracking to be back or anything, but I feel like it, as far as like a guy goes that is going to miss a little bit of time, but then be inserted right back into the RB1 position and have a lot of success going forward. I feel like that's probably Brees Hall. Like Kamara, I think is going to be competing with still Jamal Williams throughout the year. I, I, and Kendra Miller. And Kendra Miller. Yep. I'm, I'm a big Kendra Miller stand. So um, is, there, is there a fill in the blank space there now? Like, with what's happened with Kareem Hunt over the last four or five hours, um, would you insert X name, whether it's Fournette or Dalvin Cook, or it could end up being Kareem or Zeke? A, or even like, um, oh, what's his Daryl Henderson? I think he's mm. still a free agent. Like, mm. is there I, another guy that's going to be in that formula at some point? Like, is that all but a in, guarantee now in New Orleans? Yeah. Ooh. Maybe. I kind of view it that way, personally. So I think Alvin Kamara, even though Kareem didn't become official today, I think he got riskier. Yeah, I would have agreed yeah. with that, actually. Yeah. So I think, I, he's, I think he's the riskiest of the bunch there, probably. Like, I think we were talking before, like, I feel pretty good about Josh Jacobs. I think I'm comfortable with him. I was yeah. most surprised by Brees Hall, though, probably. Yeah. But I would say that's almost the same reasoning as Kamara. Like mm-hmm. they already have a busy backfield and it's, you know, we're just waiting for the notification for Dalvin cook to sign there or Miami or yeah. Denver and, or I guess new Orleans now, but um, yeah, it's just a, it's a debacle. Layton, any other thoughts? Um, Layton, what are your thoughts on Jonathan Taylor? What have you heard lately? So that situation. <clears throat> well, what's crazy is the cream hunt. Not only mm-hmm. is he did he visit the Saints, he's tomorrow he's visiting the Colts. And the rumor I heard or read, I shouldn't say I heard, I don't know anybody, but the rumor <laughs> I read is I don't speak to people. What are you I, talking about? I only talked to John and Nate actually. The the rumor is that the Colts said we will offer more money than the Saints, which is why he didn't sign with the Saints. He's going to the Colts. And not to get too deep into the political uh, ownership stakes, but Jim Irsay is near the bottom of ownership. <laughs> I think that's been on full display over the past few weeks. Would it not shock you if they just signed Kareem Hunt and they said, okay, Jonathan, you, if you don't want to play, that's fine. We have Kareem Hunt. <laughs> I think it's a likely outcome at this point, honestly. I mean, And, the, and then it's like, do you really want Jonathan Taylor, who's not happy, who will probably split work with 
Kareem Hunt to some extent. I mean, I still don't know if they're even going to be that good of an offense. I'm honestly the only person I'm considering drafting out of those four is Josh Jacobs. So that's, but Jonathan Taylor, if they sign Kareem Hunt, is definitely a bigger red flag for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, I I think Jacobs is the the most popular pick favorable pick i should say out of out of those four the one thing about camara is and i was gonna segue into this a little bit now what what does his adp fall to like what round are you guys willing to draft him at now and the footballers talked about this a little bit in one of their podcasts but obviously it hasn't been updated since this news i mean i think he's gonna go up but with the three game suspension and with, I think he'll go up. You mean like further down people's draft boards by that? No, no, no. I think like he'll rise. Three. Yeah. Really? Because I think everybody. Because what? I don't even know what he's going for now. Let me check sleeper really quick. But wow. everybody was scared. Okay, so he's going forty third overall. We're about to have a very different opinion on this. Never mind. He he was going at like sixty something, and then the suspension came out and he shot up people's boards because everybody was assuming it'd be like six games. When it only came out as three, I feel like people were like, eh, Salma Kamara, only three games? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, All right. I'm personally not drafting him in the top six rounds, though. So the sleeper mock that we're about to participate in has him at ADP 42. 42. He's the 43rd ranked player, and that really hasn't been updated. Nate? No. Any opinions on this? I, I think uh, you can tell the direction I'm going in. Uh, go, go with yours. Present your side. Um, I'm just going to throw out some names, and I'm going to ask you guys straight up if you'd rather have this person or Alvin Kamara on your roster. Oh James Cook. Uh, probably Alvin Kamara, to be honest. Can I choose neither? I'd probably... <laughs> I If I have to, James Cook. So James Cook ADP is 87.2. That's the ninth round in a 10-team league. Um, David Montgomery. Why are you listening to these guys I don't like? (laughs) Because I'm trying to put you in the perspective that these are the people who Alvin Kamara, now that there's a three-game suspension, there's already Jamal Williams, there's already Kendry Miller, and it very well may be Kareem Hunt in that backfield. He's not a fantasy prospect that's going to go early in the draft. Like he is a very risky, low upside pick. No, I agree. He's going to go early though, because people are going to see his name and draft him in your home leagues and everything. I, I don't know. I, I, John, what do you you want to bet in our main league in two weekends? I bet he'll go in the top five rounds. Do we have every, is everybody going to be there in person? Besides, yeah, one besides Joe, yeah. The I I can't take that bet. I I think Joe will probably end up drafting him in like the 5th round cuz somebody's going to say, "Oh, Kamara's still available." He's going, "Oh, perfect." No offense I, to Joe. It's just it's hard to be in touch with everything being virtu- being I'm, uh, I'm telling remote. you, so, somebody will do it cuz it's the name. If I was going to put money on it, I'd say I want the like I want pick everything past halfway through the fifth round whatever that okay. number is so i think that's 60 well, or 45 yeah so we'll, 46 we'll see what now. happens then Nate, what were okay you say? so kamara finished his rb 16 last year um would i mean can we all agree that it was a pretty down year for kamara i think he was yeah. being drafted like early second round last year yeah that's sounds right. about right so Kamara missed two full games last year, had a lot of sub ten point performances, and mm-hmm. still finished with two hundred and twelve fantasy points. Right now, wherever he is, I can't d- figure out what his running back ADP is, like what he's being projected at. But sleeper has his projections at one ninety seven and a half points for missing three games. Mm-hmm. So. I don't think that's ridiculous to put him there. He's going to miss three games. He missed two last year. If he is 
if he can pace a little bit better performances than he did last year, a little bit more consistent, um, raise the floor of some of those performances. I don't, I really couldn't see him being much worse than that necessarily, but these are often projections. So it's like a lot of those guys that are below him could definitely outperform him if they play a full 17 game season, uh, which is kind of hard to do for running backs, but I, I don't know. I, I don't think that that is ridiculous to have him at 43 ADP. I wouldn't put him above that, but I think he's pretty good right there. So the guys that are coming after him, and I'll, I'll be brief, that I would rather have on my team than Alvin Kamara. Um, Alex, Alexander Madison, Cam yes. Akers, Dalvin yes. Cook, Rashad White. No, no. Javante Williams, James yes. Cook. Yes. Antonio Gibson. Ooh. End list, I think. I think I would have Kamara over all those guys. To be that's, see, that's interesting. I think the disparity on Kamara is going to be crazy until mm-hmm. we have solid answers of what that backfield is going to look like. I, I guess that's assuming that the backfield, like that room stays the same. If they were to add another piece that could, it could be different. I mean, I'm, I'm how I'm picturing it right now is he's really going to be splitting share, like game share with Jamal Williams for the most part. You'll yeah. probably mix in some Kendra Miller. They'll probably pick up like a Latavius Murray, somebody that like is like that. Like Mar- they always Mark, do. Mark but, Ingram, Revenge yeah, Mark, Part Three. Mark Ingram, yeah, exactly. Some I heard Reggie 30. Bush is trying out. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a that's a really good question, though. Um, interesting. Okay, a little bit of news from this week and late last week. CJ Stroud is going to start Week One in the preseason for the Texans. What? Teddy- I know, crazy. Number two pick, wild. Blasphemy. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater is the new backup in Detroit. They picked up Teddy B. Welcome back to the NFL. Alvin Kamara, three-game suspension. We just talked about that. Happy birthday, Jalen Hurts. He turned 25. My guy. Yeah, he's got a lot of seasons left in Dynasty. Kareem Hunt visits the Saints and then signs but didn't sign. Now he's going to visit the Colts. The Eagles beefed up their defense. They signed Zach Cunningham and Miles Jack. And the Patriots are still courting Leonard Fournette, Ezekiel Elliott, Dalvin Cook. Dalvin also getting some interest from Miami and Denver. So we'll see how that works out. Okay. Quick question before we get to the mock. You have to fade Ramondre Stevenson. Right, they're gonna 100%. Sign, they're gonna sign somebody. Yeah, it's not a matter of if it's it's when they sign when. another player and and who that is. Um, I can't think of I've named him on here before. I can't think of right now the number two running back. Pierre Strong. Pierre Strong. One way or another, somebody's gonna eat into his work. I think he's being overhyped. That's one guy I haven't drafted a single time in a See, month. I was really high on him like a month ago, and then all these reports about Zeke trying out Cornette. oh we're interested in cook and i'm like if they sign any of those guys ramondre he could still be a good player but he's he's going 27 overall back of the third it's tough i think it might be a wait and see situation like whoever yes. is the goal line back in new england is going to be fantasy relevant it's just a matter of who that guy is going to be because if they sign zeke i think zeke is the goal line back i, mm-hmm. I just think i think he is so um, definitely be sure to follow that, but it is mock draft time, boys. Woo. I am excited and I am also on the clock. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I took the one one position in a 10 team mock draft. Nate is at number five and Layton number eight. I heard there's a couple players that he has on his radar there. Um, this one is an easy, easy pick for me. Justin Jefferson, one Oh one. I don't really have much explaining to do outside of that. I think he's the clear-cut guy. I think he could break records this year, and there has been no sign of him slowing down. So, not hey, what much. What do you think about that? Is that who debate. you choose? Layton. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of good players at the top of that board. So, I mean, it's, it's a it's a tough decision to make. John, I respect that decision. Um, but now I am on the clock, and at number five. I'm going to go with a little different strategy here. I am going to take Travis Kelsey. What? 105. Sniped. 
No, I was so excited. We are going to have that tight end position solid and then fill in the depth as we go. So, Nate, I got to ask, is this just a hypothetical, like this is a mock draft and you want to see how it works out, or do you feel comfortable with Kelsey at 105? I I totally feel comfortable with Kelsey at 105. Fair enough. But if, like, I don't know, like pressure's on, this is like a legit draft for money, like a money league, yeah, I would. I would be definitely wanting to do some research before then because yeah. <laughs> it's a bold strategy. <laughs> okay, it, recap. Okay. Recap of the first round yeah. to this point: uh, Jefferson number one, Chase at one hundred and two, followed by McCaffrey and Cup. Kelsey was taken at five by Nate, followed by Saquon and Austin Eckler. Leighton, you are now on the clock at one hundred and eight. Yeah, so I'm basically choosing between Tyree Kill and Bijan Robinson. Um. I'm just, it's Bijan for me. I I just think he's going to get so much work in the Falcons offense. I'm really tempted to take Tyreek, but if he had a different quarterback, maybe. No slight against Tua, but he got hurt like 17 times last year. So I'm going to take Bijan. And especially at the back of the first round, there's a lot of solid wide receiver options. Speaking of which, the next four picks are A.J. Brown, Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, Devontae Adams, and I'm back on the clock. And I would have taken any of those guys, but C.D. Lamb came back to me. So I'm honestly really tempted. It's between him and Garrett Wilson for me right here. I'm very high on Garrett Wilson. C.D. Lamb obviously is a good choice. I honestly am terrified of mike mccarthy calling plays <laughs> it could but, be boring it it will be boring compared to what kellen moore that uh was doing last year in dallas i just don't know if he's going to get the same amount of targets because we know garrett wilson is but you know I'm do, gonna we? Go... do we yeah, know how, how do wilson we know is? garrett wilson is well, do we know what garrett wilson is with aaron Rodgers? no that's true but we know what garrett wilson is with people worse than him but that's true. I will take CD Lamb because I think he's the last guy on that kind of top tier. So I'm going to go with Garrett, CD Lamb, and next Nick Chubb, Jonathan Taylor, and Nate is back on the clock at five. Mahomes is there. Yeah, Mahomes is there. Um, all right, so I've got to start filling in some of these positions um, for these position players. I'm going to take a Monroe St. Brown, the one oh. five position. Um, I think he's a very solid wide receiver one option. Uh, Matthew Barry is very high on him, which is means everyone else in public fantasy football is high on him probably. But uh, I do like him on Raw, especially with JMO. Honestly, not having very good reports from camp about him um, mm-hmm. and then also missing some time at the beginning of the season. I think he's going to get a ton of work. Were you so, could between anybody else there? Because Derrick Henry was on the board, so was Wilson, who I mentioned, Jacob. Uh, it, it probably would have been Derrick Henry. Um, I wasn't going to go. I mean, I think for me, taking a tight end so early means I'm probably going to be waiting on a quarterback. Hopefully I get a good value in like seventh round, sixth or seventh round. Yeah. So it was really between Amon Ra and Henry, honestly. Okay. John, with back-to-back picks, what are you thinking here? So here, it's honestly tough. Like, the guys who fall at this turn, I don't necessarily love. Um, It's one of those things that I'm just going to put this on everybody's radar. You don't necessarily have to trust what ADP is telling you because Mm -hmm. if that was the case, we would all just auto-draft and we would have the best ADP, ADP players every pick that was made. So don't. Don't be nervous of ADP. I mean, it's it's there to be a, a guide for you, but you don't necessarily have to follow it super strictly. With all of that being said, I I went ahead and took Josh Jacobs to finish out the second round after Nate. Did we recap after Nate's pick? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Patrick Mahomes, Derrick Henry, Garrett Wilson, and then John, you grabbed – Took Jacobs at 210. The top five guys on my board that I'm looking at now, Jalen Waddell is at the top of the board. Then there's Tony Pollard, Chris Olave, Najee Harris, 
some other guys that are fillers in between. And then honestly, like I'm even looking at Jameer Gibbs at this point, which that is a, it's a heck of a reach here. <laughs> I really, well, I, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to take Chris Olave, even oh, though son of a gun, <laughs> I, I really, no chance. I really don't know if that's the right pick to make here, but I feel like Olave has the most potential to exceed where he's being drafted, which is something that I'm consistently thinking about when I, when I draft a player, like you never want to draft a player at his ceiling. And I think if I took Gibbs here, I would be nearing that territory. So um, John, I personally think with the start of Jefferson, Jacobs and Olave, you could have two top five wide receivers. So I, that was the pick I would definitely make. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. You're welcome. All right. So after uh, Olave went Jalen Hurts, Ramondre Stevenson, Jalen Waddle. Now I'm back on the clock. Um, so Mark Andrews is there. <laughs> little flex option. So as flex. I was saying before, not to contradict my point, but I said I was going to wait on a quarterback. I honestly think Josh Allen getting Ooh. him right here is decent. I'm just going to roll with it. I don't really like the stretch of running backs that come in this tier. I've got Tony Pollard on the board, Brees Hall, Najee, Travis Etienne. Um, Jameer Gibbs is still there, and I do like him, but I don't really want to double down on the Lions um, after already having him on Raw. So I am going to take Josh Allen. Um, take who I think is is definitely a top three fantasy quarterback. Who? So Nate's starting with cute tight end wide receiver quarterback. Interesting. So Brees Hall, Devontae Smith went next. I wasn't planning on taking either of them. Top guy on the board is Tony Pollard, but I already have CeeDee Lamb. <clears throat> so this is interesting because I'm tempted to play the ADP game but I'm not because I'm going to play it realistically. So the top guy on my board is uh, Jameer Gibbs. <laughs> I think he's going to catch a lot of passes this year and interesting. That made it's it... a good pick. Very I, good pick. I think he's going to catch a ton. He's apparently never coming off the field. Like when David Montgomery comes off the field, he just goes in the slot. So that's kind of cool. They also don't have anybody else to catch the ball really. So I like him a lot. After me, Went T. Higgins, Mark Andrews, DK Metcalf, Tony Pollard. And I was honestly going to take a receiver here because I like a lot of the options. But, John, I apologize. Najee Harris is on the board. You got to do it. He wasn't going to get back to you, so I don't feel bad. But to start off with Bijan, Jameer, CeeDee Lamb, and then Najee, because after Najee and maybe – Joe Mixon, I kind of think there's a cliff with running back. So I'm just going to take Najee and then almost not have to worry about running back for a while. So didn't think it would shake out this way. thought I'd be taking like a DK Metcalf, maybe Calvin Ridley. But uh, here we are. But speaking of Calvin Ridley, went right after me, followed by Travis Etienne, I guess six and seven big Jaguars fans. So, Nate, you're on the clock. And yep. so. What, what are you thinking? No running I currently so have, yes. Yeah. So my lineup right now is Josh Allen, Amon Ra, and Travis Kelsey. Uh, I'm definitely looking running back here, um, and I'm thrilled to be adding Aaron Jones to the team. Was, wow. That is a that is a big time, I don't know. I, I like him a lot uh, for this year. I think they're like going to be more using – I think they're going to be easing Jordan Love into it a little bit. Um, I think Jones, I did like a whole study on him last year, and he's like one of the most efficient running backs when he gets touches. Unfortunately, he just is not really like a not really like a 20-touch per game type of guy when Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback. They're going to put the ball in Rodgers' hands, although he's like a great pass-catching option. Um, he just doesn't get that many touches, but I think he will this year. So, so really you like, like him more than Mixon? I do, yeah. I mean, okay. Mixon's, I think, personally, just like as the player, I like Aaron Jones more than Mixon. Honestly, situation, I'd still probably like Jones more than Mixon, just for okay. the volume. Uh, yeah. But Mixon is closer to Jones right now with, with Burrow being a little bit unhealthy. Um, I That's think fair. that does work in Mixon's favor. 
Yeah, so Mixon did go fall with uh, Allen Cooper and then Mixon, and then John with the back-to-back picks. What are you thinking? Jefferson, he, Jacobs, and Olave to start. Yeah, here you can go a lot of different directions. The fourth and fifth round are definitely where you start to get into the dead zone. Um, after your third round pick, in my opinion, like it's just kind of a shot in the dark. It's hard to hard to tell what you're going to get with these guys. You can get a top mm-hmm. 10 at your position or you know, you can have outside of the top 25 even. So you have a wide range of outcomes with the players that you're selecting here at the top of the board for me, um, Kenneth Walker, definitely not Alvin Kamara, definitely not Debo Samuel. TJ Hawkinson is there. I'm actually considering Justin Fields pretty heavily when I'm looking at this board. Um, Over Lamar? uh, It's, it's definitely a shot in the dark pick. But mm-hmm. I think Fields has insane upside this season, and sure. uh, so yeah, I I would say Justin Fields over Lamar, and I'm okay. pretty pretty comfortable saying that. Uh, DJ Moore is there, Jerry Judy is there. I'm not going to go any further down the board because it's not going to matter. I went ahead and selected Kenneth Walker with my fourth round pick, and now I'm back on the clock for five. This is somebody I have in my dynasty league. I'm a big fan of him this season. I really like the prospect and the available targets that he can acquire in the offense. And that is TJ Hawkinson. Really? 5.1. Yeah. I I've gotten super high on TJ Hawkinson. I think that with Thielen gone, it's a great offense. Kirk cousins was the QB six last year in fantasy. I just, there's a lot of production and TJ Hawkinson was utilized heavily in that offense. Also kind of a boomer bust guy, but I think with the targets freeing up, I think he has a consistent and steady workflow alongside of Justin Jefferson and Jordan Addison and Dalvin cook's gone as well too. So I, I think there are only positives in that offense for TJ Hawkinson this year in fantasy. Interesting. Okay. Um, Debo Samuel, Deandre Hopkins, George Kittle fall next. Nate is back on the clock real quick. I forgot to mention this is um, full PPR. We did a full roster, just took out the defense and kicker. Um, so QB, two running back, two receiver, tight end, flex. And then we did five bench options to keep it kind of light. So, Nate, it's uh, up to you. And which way are you thinking with the board shaking out the way it has? So I've got everything covered. I've got one of each right now. <laughs> I've got a lot of colors on my board. The red I hate to be the ADP guy, but um, I really like this pick here. Um I'm going to take Terry McLaurin uh, and fill up my wide receiver too. Uh, He had one of the quietest, like top 15 wide receiver performances last year um, with bad quarterback quarterback play pretty much all throughout the season. Um, I don't know if Sam Howell's an upgrade, but I don't know if it's going to get much worse. What I really like about Terry McLaurin right now is I feel like Jahan Dotson is a very – solid wide receiver two option in Washington that is going to take some of the defense's attention away from McLaurin. So I think it'll free him up a little bit. And he, he gets like 30% of the target share in Washington. Like it's insane. (laughs) So I'm very comfortable slotting him at wide receiver two. Well, that is what, who I was going to take if he was there. It's a good pick. He's definitely, He's a very solid wide receiver two option. I've seen some people have him as the wide receiver three in mock drafts, which is crazy. Um, so after Nate, back-to-back quarterbacks, Joe Burrow and Justin Fields, uh, top options for me, Jackson, Kamara, Herbert, Damian Pierce, DJ Moore. The way the board sh- has shaken out, I don't even think it's a question for me. Uh, to get Lamar Jackson at the back of the fifth, I think is a steal. He could be the number one overall quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he is basically a running back. So I'll just continue my trend of four running backs in a row. So I'm going to take Lamar Jackson because after him, I think there's kind of, I, I think Herbert can still do well, but I just don't think he has quite the ceiling that Lamar Jackson does. So I'm going to take Lamar Jackson and worry about the other position later. So after me went Justin Herbert, Alan Kamara, Damian Pearson, Alexander Madison, which is kind of, frustrating because i would have maybe considered him even though i already have three running backs just because i like him a lot but not realistically so i really like the receivers in this range 
it's looking like DJ Moore, Jerry Judy, um, Drake London's there too. I just don't want another piece of the Falcons. So I think just because he the new situation with the young quarterback, I think I'm going to have to go with DJ Moore as my wide receiver too. He's always consistently been a solid player, typically around like 15 to 25. So really solid wide receiver too. But I think this year he could take a big step in a much better offense with a better quarterback. So I'm going to go with DJ Moore. I would, I seriously consider Jerry Judy, though, just because mm-hmm. so many people have gotten hurt in that offense. Like Tim Patrick went down. They had to get rid of um, KJ Hamler because yep, of the health gone. condition. Yep. And so it's basically him and Cortland Sutton. I just talked myself into Jerry Judy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I did. A live, think, a live pivot right there. A live pivot. And – it's his contract year. So man, Judy's of, been in the league that long already. Yeah, I think his fifth year option did get picked up though, but let me oh, double check. Okay. But I I just I don't know who else is gonna catch the ball. And I personally think Corlin Sutton Sutton is cooked. So I really like him this year. He was a very good player last year, and it that, that's honestly a tough decision between uh, him and DJ Moore. So I went with Jerry Judy and Nate is back up on the clock so I can stop talking. But after me went Miles Sanders and DJ Moore. Yeah. So I've been kind of tracking it for the last like half of a round, but I really like this next stretch of wide receivers. There's about 10 of them coming up that I would be, I would be comfortable with about any of them. So I'm gonna pass on a receiver this with this pick, and okay. hope that one of those guys um, sticks around for me at the turn. Um, so I'm gonna look at running back, try and just shore up that uh, that RB two slot. I'm gonna go with a guy that I think has a lot of upside this year uh, in DeAndre Swift um, mm. going into the Eagles offense. I think there's a lot of concerns. It's like a running back in Philadelphia having some goal line work taken away from you by Jalen Hurts. Um, But I think Swift is a more dynamic running back than Miles Sanders was. I don't think there's as much of a worry about splitting with other running backs in Philadelphia this year as there have been in the past. I think the drop or the, I guess the difference between Miles Sanders and a Kenneth Gainwell and, uh, Who's the other guy? Boston Scott. I don't think there was a whole lot of difference there, but I think the difference from DeAndre Swift to like Rashad Penny and RB3 on the Eagles is Trey Sermon, who's been cut by I, I know he was cut by the 49ers. I don't know if he's been cut by multiple teams, but no, it's just the Eagles, I think. Yeah. So he I really like DeAndre Swift for this year. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and lock him in and really Perfect. feel like I put in a high upside RB2 player. Okay, so also, follow... uh, Jerry Judy's in his fourth year. His fifth year option was exercise. So it's not quite a contract year, but he could demand a salary after a boom year. So Sorry, just had to get that in. Possible. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, Drake London, and Kyle Pitts followed the DeAndre Swift pick. I'm back up at the turn of 6-7. I'm going to go quick here. There's several guys that I do like. Um, I think Nate really hit the nail on the head. I'm going to go ahead and take Cam Akers here. I'm a big fan, uh, big fan of Cam Akers this season. I feel like we got a glimpse of it. He has been the most roller coaster fantasy player over the last like 18 months. There was a time where he wasn't even part of the team. He wasn't, he wasn't dressing for games. And then by the end of the season, it was like, Oh, Cam Akers might actually be really good. Um, Definitely a boomer bust pick there. I'm personally not a fan of taking quarterbacks until probably the last round of the draft. I think there's just a ton of value to be had later on. So uh, Trevor Lawrence is there. I almost called him Trevor Wallace. (laughs) Um, Trevor Lawrence is there. I'm going to actually end up passing on him. And this one, this one's an interesting pick. A guy who's been rising on my board lately. 
I'm going to go ahead and take Michael Pittman, which I feel Ooh. like is a, is an unpopular pick right now, but I think he, he has a lot of upside in the Colts offense. Followed by Pittman was James Conner, Dallas Goddard, Rashad White. Nate, you are back on the clock, and only two wide receivers went off the board, so you're probably really happy right now. I am pretty happy. Uh, it makes my decision a little bit harder where I've got to pick uh, amongst a group of really a solid options. So um, the top of the board right now is Christian Watson, uh, as far as wide receivers go. Christian Watson's there, Chris Godwin, Brandon Ayuk. Uh, followed by some other names. So I, one of my favorite fantasy players over the past three years and Chris Godwin is there. I do not love him for this year though. I just, I don't really feel comfortable with, with Baker getting him the ball. So I'm going to pass on Chris Godwin. I'm actually going to take Brandon Ayuk, who has been a huge target of mine in dynasty leagues. I think he could really have a, a solid season this year. Starting to fade Debo a little bit more, trending towards Ayuk. That's a, that's a good pick. Oh, you're pick. kidding me. Okay. I see how it is. So, I really like the Michael Pittman pick too, John. He is in a contract year, so that's exciting. That but, is exciting. So, Dalvin Cook... And Marquise Hollywood Brown went next. And Marquise Brown would have been an auto draft for me. Just because as a third wide receiver, he could, I think, really blow up. Because guess what? He's in a contract year, and there's nobody else in Arizona. Literally, but... there's nobody else. <laughs> he is the only, he's the only per- person on offense. Kyler Murray's name... going to come back, but oof. Name another wide receiver on the Cardinals. Dorch. Is Rondell Moore still there? Yes. Okay. Well, you guys did better than I thought. That's two and three. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So now, what's the uh, what's the tight end's name too? He was drafted last season. Trey McBride. Trey yep. McBride. Yeah. He. So I don't really know. I don't love the options here, if I'm being honest. But one guy. I think I'm going to take my swing on. I haven't drafted him hardly anywhere, but it's the back of the seventh round. My roster is basically complete. And I'm starting to rise on this tight end more than I'm really comfortable admitting. But I really like Darren Waller this year. And I know that sounds crazy because he's 30. He's been hurt. But I... I just think he's going to get a ton of volume. I mean, the Giants traded for him, and all reports have been good that he's getting a ton of targets in the offense. I could see them really building it around him because the wide receiver core is just guys. There, Yeah, there's, there's not many people there. I mean, when you have Paris Campbell, Isaiah Hodgins, Darius Slayton, Sterling Shepard, Jamison Crowder, and Cole Beasley. Don't forget about Wandale. Oh, sorry. He's not even on here because he's been hurt. But all those guys are basically the same for some reason in my head. They're just just guys. So yeah, I'm going to take the upside of Darren Waller here, and I'm going to let it come back to me and hope a wide receiver that I still liked would be there. And that makes it tougher. But, yeah, so I went Darren Waller to fill out my tight end spot. Christian Watson, Trevor Lawrence, Chris Godwin, and Tyler Lockett went after me. This is where it gets interesting because there's a lot of players that are good, but I just don't know what to think about them. So I might go, since I went with Jerry Judy, I might go with more of a safer pick here. Um but again, I don't really know what safe is because top wide receivers are Mike Williams, Christian Kirk, Mike Evans. Jackson Smith in Jigba, Deontay Johnson and George Pickens. And I personally think I'm going to, I know I wanted, I said safer pick. I just don't know if I can trust Mike Evans this year. How do you guys feel about Mike Evans? Because it's between him and one other guy. I think it's the year that he falls off. I think mm-hmm. Nate made the same argument for Chris Godwin. I don't think it's any mm-hmm. different for Mike Evans because he's just older and it's, in the, it's the same offense. So, yeah, I also think it. if anybody is going to survive like a, a 
drop in quarterback play. I think it's going to be the slot receiver. I think it's just easier to get targets to like Chris God when he plays in the slot as opposed to Mike Evans. So I agree with John. Interesting. Okay. Did you know, fun fact, (laughs) (laughs) that Mike Evans is also a contract year? I don't know if it applies on your (laughs) second contract. (laughs) You know, I don't know either, but man, that would be Just take him. You you know that you want to take him. Just pick him. I'm going to take – I'm going to take Mike Evans for some safety. Shocker. So, after – That is a pretty solid wide receiver three option. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of where I'm going with it. I don't – I don't really love anybody else on the team. Or mm-hmm. on the board, the other mm-hmm. guy would be George Pickens, but I just don't know if I trust their offense. Not that I trust the Bucks' offense. So, um, yeah, Javante, Mike Williams went next. Nate back on the board. Yep. So I am back on the board. I think this is really perhaps the last bell cow back available. I'm going to take Pacheeks with this pick here. Um, I, I think I feel pretty good about slotting him if Swift were to come up with some injury concerns. I think he's a, kind of a high floor player. I expect him to improve on, off what he did last year, which was a really solid rookie campaign. So after Pacheco, uh, George Pickens went off the board, followed by Dak Prescott and JSN. So now John is on the clock with back-to-back picks. Do you guys think it's interesting that Lockett and JSN went in the same round in this draft? They're like almost back to back. It's bizarre. I, I think it's a. I feel like it's a true coin flip. I and mm-hmm. I'm a Tyler Lockett hater. I feel like that's pretty well known if you listen to this podcast. What? <laughs> um, he's been so consistent, and I hate I hate speaking positively about him. But he was he was wide receiver thirteen last year. I just. I don't know. You can make the same argument for Evans, and there are good and bad things that have happened yeah. this offseason for, for Lockett's case, but I just, I think it's interesting going in the same round. Uh, Kurt, John, do you Deont- want to tell us what your lineup is so far? Yeah. To remind everybody? Yeah, not a bad idea. So I don't have a quarterback, but I do have Josh Jacobs and Kenneth Walker as RB1, RB2, Justin Jefferson, wide receiver one, Chris Olave, wide receiver two. TJ Hawkinson is my tight end. My flex is Cam Akers, and Michael Pittman is my first man off the bench. Top of the board, Christian Kirk, Deontay Johnson, David Montgomery, a few tight ends, a rookie. A guy that I talked about earlier in the episode that I compared to Alvin Kamara that I would prefer to have on my team, James Cook. I like Cook here. I feel like he's the beginning of the end for the running back position and wide receivers can pick up work as the season progresses. I'm going to take Cook with my eighth pick. And Deontay Johnson just feels like a safe selection here. It's hard. I, I think Pickens and Lockett is a – or sorry, Pickens and Deontay is an interesting comp to JSN and Tyler Lockett because mm-hmm. you kind of have the steady guy who has been maybe not a – as big of a boom as Tyler Lockett in fantasy, definitely not in Deontay Johnson. And then the up and comer in George Pickens going in a very similar area. Um, I'm going to actually live pivot as well. I was going to select Deontay. I'm actually going to go down the board to Jahan Dotson and expect bigger and better things this year in the offense. I'm going to hope for a sophomore year breakout for the Penn state guy. And if, I don't know if we talked about it on the show or not, but I know, I think Layton will remember going into the draft last year, into the NFL draft. I was, I was a truther on Jahan Dotson. I was, I really believed in him. I thought he had great hands, great run after the catch. I think as a player that he could really emerge onto the major scene for wide receivers this season. So kind of a, a late round sleeper, if you will, for Jahan Mm -hmm. Dotson. That's a great pick. Great, Thank you. Great glad, dynasty option too. Glad I could finally get one right by the ninth round. But I, I want to ask the group real quick just about this player. I feel like Christian Kirk 
is so low. Is it just because of Calvin Ridley? I mean, he's the wide receiver 11 last year in PPR. Is it just because Calvin Ridley is going to be there, or do you just not expect him to do what he did last year? Yes. <laughs> I would I, I would agree with that answer. <laughs> yes to both of those. I think he gets some hate from me probably uh, probably just based off like what he did in Arizona his first three years. It just yes. was like it was not that impressive. He got the huge contract in Jacksonville and really lived up to it. He had a great year last year. Probably should be higher than what he is, but I think I'm betting against him to repeat what he did last year, and I don't think adding Calvin Ridley is going to help that at all. Okay. Um, but after – yeah, after John took Jahan Dotson, Christian Kirk, David Montgomery, Kadarius Tony went off the board, I am going to reach here. When I mean oh, reach, boy. I think I just took two scrolls with my mouth. It doesn't <laughs> it, it doesn't really make any sense. Can we take yeah, guesses gonna, as to who yeah, this you is? Want to? It's yes. Sky Moore. <laughs> No, it is not Sky Moore. Oh! Is it Zay Flowers? Very close. <laughs> Darn it. Hold on. You might be too far down. Oh. You, you're a little too far down. Oh, it's Gabe Davis. No, it's not Gabe Davis. Okay, I don't know. know. I am taking Odell Beckham Jr. Wow. This pick oh. right here. I've heard nothing but good things out of Baltimore about OBJ hmm. looking as good as he did um, in that Super Bowl year with the Rams um, later in the postseason. So I'm feeling very good about OBJ for this year. Probably a reach, but I mean, at this point in the draft, there was nobody that I was, you know, super pumped about. So probably like OBJ's upside over Deontay, even though Deontay Johnson's a safer pick who went right after me. Um, so, yeah, that's just one of them I'm going to ride or die with. So, okay, that's good. So, after Deontay Johnson, Pat Fryer, the Muth, went after him. And so, my team right now, I have Lamar Jackson, Bijan, Jameer Gibbs, CeeDee Lamb, Jerry Judy, Darren Waller, Najee in my flex, and my first guy off the bench is Mike Evans, which sounds incredible, incredibly weird, honestly. And so, since I have three stud – running backs, I'm going to take a swing here on a player who I think could get a lot more targets this year. And I think we're all kind of high on their offense based on what we heard. And I'm going to take Antonio Gibson. I don't think that's a swing at all. I think that's just a a good educated pick in the ninth round. You can't really ask for much more. John, I'm blushing. I really appreciate that. (laughs) Uh, I'm reaching to you from the opposite end of the draft board. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, high five. Uh, nice. But no, I really like Antonio Gibson. And when I say a swing, would you guys be shocked if he was like the running back 15 this year? No. Oh, okay, Nate seemed a little shocked yeah. by that. So <laughs> He's going to have yeah. the targets to do it. Yeah. You, you hit the nail on the head. That's when, it, when you get to guys like this that are splitting work, Antonio Gibson will have the targets to have running back 15 upside. Yeah. And so with the guys I have, I mean, why not take them and then just kind of put a bow on the running back position in terms of our draft since we're only going 12 rounds deep. Mm -hmm. So after him went Jordan Addison, who I think could be good, but I think he's overhyped. Brandon Cooks, A.J. Dillon, and Evan Ingram. So I think everybody has a tight end besides one team, which is very interesting, the start of the 10th round. So kind of like I mentioned earlier, I'm just looking for swings and – there's a lot of guys here I just don't know what to do with, right? I'm looking at the wide receiver. Like, Traylon Burks I was high on, and then they got Hopkins, so I'm a little less high on. I still think he could be pretty good, but rather not take a part of that. So one rule, I know John has been kind of pounding this offseason that I'm trying to get to try to think more about in my draft. So props to you, John, is when you get to this point, I feel like you want to take players who might have a high ceiling but are part of a good offense too, right? So I could take Juju here, but how high is Juju going to go in the Patriots offense, right? So right now I'm looking between Quentin Johnston and Gabe Davis. And it's tough because 
my heart wants me to go Quentin Johnson <laughs> as a TCU guy, but I'm going to take Gabe Davis because does anybody know who the wide receiver three for the Bills is right now? Oof. Is Isaiah McKenzie still there? Uh, no. I – wait, hold on. No, I do. I do. Okay. Um, he uh, – Khalil Shakir. He's – okay, so I'll give you props because he's listed on here, but he's technically the wide receiver four right now. Oh. <laughs> Trent I feel like that should be bonus points. <laughs> Trent Sherfield is the wide receiver three. All right. That's a big right now. <laughs> Who? Which, yeah, exactly. That's about but, as realistic as Bijan being RB3. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, it's kind of the same argument Gabe Davis had last year. Like, who else is there to throw targets at? And if he blows up, he could be very good. So it's kind of like a post-hype sleeper. I'm going to take Gabe Davis my wide receiver four for the the swing hopefully it'll make some contact but it's it's just Stefan and wide and tight ends so after that when Traylon Burks Brian Robinson Nate back on the clock in the 10th round only three more picks left for you two yeah um there's nothing that is very exciting <laughs> to me right now <laughs> oh, it's man. a common theme it seems like I'm not eating my OBJ pick right now because it's like I didn't really like many of those people that went in between my picks. I mean, I, I like Gabe Davis uh, as for the pick. I don't really like Gabe Davis as a player. I really don't think he's that good. Um, I mean, that's fair. But um, respect it. So, I mean, I'm looking at Jamal Williams right now. Like, you could get a lot of production out of him for the first three games. I don't really know if I want to use this pick on him here. Um, somebody that I'm very interested in this year is Elijah Moore, um, wide receiver two in Cleveland. Ooh, I think he might be a little undervalued right now, uh, just based off what we saw from the Browns and Deshaun throughout the season last year. Um, Deshaun didn't look super sharp, so I think Elijah Moore could be getting punished here a little. But Leighton, I'm going to do it to you. I'm going to take Quinton. MF Johnston. <laughs> well, it's okay. He wasn't going to make it back to me, but Definitely it's a good not. pick. It's a good pick. He was queued on on my board. If it makes you feel any better, Nate. So, okay. Uh, following QJ went Jamal Williams, which I think that was probably the next best selection. Juju and Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas is a is an interesting one. He's kind of an enigma to me this season. The board is looking interesting right now. Deshaun Watson. <laughs> to say the least, the board is interesting. That's one way to put it. Yeah, politely. Um, Deshaun Watson is actually at the top, and I'm really tempted. Um, Dude, if, if I were you, that's, I would not even hesitate. The thing about it is, and Leighton, I'm going to cite your argument, which is my own argument. I don't think the Browns are, are a good offense. <laughs> it's just a problem for me, and the Vikings – I think are a really good offense. I think they have a great coach and they obviously have great weapons and Kirk cousins. Like I said, I'm going to pound the table again. He was quarterback six last year in fantasy football. Oh, and by the way, I have TJ Hawkinson and Justin Jefferson. Give me the, the super <laughs> trio there, the Holy Trinity. Kirk Cousins big, is on my team, baby. <laughs> All right. Somebody got uh, the, the Kirkland King. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, I won't take much more time because it's definitely not needed. I think Jameson Williams is a sneaky little pick here after he serves his suspension and comes back. (laughs) David Njoku, Tua Tega by CTE, and Deshaun Watson followed. Tua needs to retire. Uh, It's sad, but true. Nate, you're on the clock. On the clock here, um, I... (laughs) I mean, if I had more time to look at this, I would probably look for kind of a sleeper pick with high upside right now. I'm going to go ahead and take Samon J.P. Ryan, though, um, who's the RB2 in Denver. I think he was a very good player in Cincinnati and slightly underutilized. And if Javante is a little injured coming back this season, I think he could see a lot of volume. So, um, yeah, take Samon J. little... We'll back up RB action. 
don't hate that. So at this point in the draft, kind of taking swings, uh, Anthony Richardson, Rashad Penny went after. Rashad Penny would have been an auto-select. I think he has an opportunity to carve out a nice role. So uh, I have four running backs, five wide – sorry, four running backs and four wide receivers. So I feel like I'm a little thin there. So I'm going to take who could be the number one wide receiver – Zay Flowers for the Ravens. So first round pick. I've only heard good things, but it's also training camp. So, uh, and then the next, so after that, when Zach Charbonnet, Alan Lazard, Dalton Schultz, Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers. After this, it's hard because Elijah Moore is there. Nate does make a good point about him or a good case. I He just hasn't proved it to me. So I'm probably not looking there for my swing pick. And if I'm I'm more concerned about my wide receivers right now than at running back, if this was a real draft, like going 16 rounds, I'd probably take a running back just because of supply and demand. But since it's shorter, I'm probably going to take a receiver just to see who's available. And, ooh, it is. Ooh, we're getting to that point. So <laughs> this, is, this is the player. So kind of going with John's theme, which is – going to be one of our rules for fantasy football that I'm going to write down. I'm going to just take a piece of a good offense and I'm going to pick Sky Moore. My last pick. Dirty dog. It's a great pick. Yep. Well, I would be remiss if I didn't take him after talking about him. So I'm going to take Elijah <laughs> Moore. After after Leighton took Sky Moore, uh, Dalton Kincaid and Cole Komet went off the board. So Elijah Moore is going to round out my team. Anybody have a guess as to who I'm going to pick here? We all know who you're going to pick. We all know who it is, baby. He is <laughs> honestly right there with Najee Harris and in my heart, and that is Rasheed Rice at 12:10. I am so excited. I can't oh wait for. Okay, this might be an ignorant question. Do the Chiefs have a wide receiver in the Hall of Fame? Yes. In Rasheed Rice? No, not in Rasheed Rice. In Chiefs history, do we do we have a wide yeah, receiver in the Hall of Fame? Isn't Otis Taylor Taylor in the Hall of Fame? Is he? Let me double check. I think he is. Uh, I don't think so. He is not. Okay, I am excited for the first Hall of Fame wide receiver for the <laughs> Kansas City Chiefs, Rasheed number four, my man Rice. <laughs> That concludes the mock draft. <laughs> uh, my my roster is looking pretty solid. But, I mean, we went out with a bang. Uh, Kirk Cousins is my starting quarterback, followed by Josh Jacobs, Kenneth Walker, Justin Jefferson, Chris Olave, Cam Akers. Wraps up my starting lineup. Michael Pittman, James Cook, Jahan Dotson, Jameson Williams, and Rasheed Rice. It's on my bench. So a little bit thin at the running back position, but I'm feeling good about it. Uh, so my lineup shakes out as Josh Allen, uh, Aaron Jones, DeAndre Swift, Monroe St. Brown, the Sun God, Terry McLaurin, Travis Kelsey, Brandon Ayuk. That is my starting lineup. Uh, bench goes Isaiah Pacheco, OBJ, Quentin Johnston, Samanje Pirine, and Elijah Moore. Quentin Johnston pick of the draft because it's Quentin Johnston. That's a future Hall of Famer right there, John. <laughs> so it's a weird way. Weird way to spell Rashi Rice if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> my team from the eighth slot, my quarterback, Lamar Jackson, running back, Bijan Robinson, Jameer Gibbs. I love rookies. Uh, other running backs, Najee Harris, Antonio Gibson. Wide receivers, CeeDee Lamb, Jerry Judy in the starting spots, followed by Mike Evans, Gabe Davis, Zay Flowers, Sky Moore, and then my tight end is Darren Waller. So, guys, how quick, just quick reaction, how do you feel from your uh, position? Number one, five, and eight here. I was honestly not a huge fan of the, the number one slot. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a long time to wait, and I feel like oh, you get so stuck long. in several pockets where – there's just not a good group of players that you like and you feel like you're reaching, but that's why I said, again, you don't have to necessarily 
only go by ADP, go by your gut mm-hmm. and what you believe in players. So that's true. Nate, I, I was pretty pleased with mine. I feel like usually when I look at a team, I kind of first go to the position uh, or the skill positions. So seeing like Aaron Jones is my RB1 and like Terry McLaurin is my wide receiver two, it's, it doesn't like stick out to me necessarily. But when you look at it in its entirety with Kelsey and at the tight end and Josh Allen and a quarterback, I really like it. I think it's a very well-rounded team. Uh, and there's not a lot of risk in a certain position, uh, maybe outside of Travis Kelsey. But yeah. other than – I mean, that's why you take him at the one, though. Yeah. You're not going to get him anywhere else. So I, I feel pretty good about it. That's good. Honestly, this has probably been my favorite draft that I've done so far <laughs> from the eighth slot. <laughs> I, I don't know why. I just – I always there was always a player I liked, and – Typically, there was options for me that of players I like. So I, I really like the eighth slot. And, you know, getting Lamar Jackson the fifth, I think, is a steal. So that's kind of how I feel. All right, guys. That is going to do it. Nate is still standing. We finished the mock draft. It's been a high-energy episode. I'm, I'm on cloud nine. Leighton loved his draft. The number one oh, yeah. spot was was kind of questionable at times, but we had fun. So thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, join us next week. Follow us on X. Follow us on Twitter at fantasy underscore chumps. It's a good time. We have breaking news like CJ Stroud as the starting quarterback in preseason. Throw them up. Don't want to miss it. Thanks, guys, for joining us. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.